Hello and welcome back to Inside Quotes, the show where my brother and I rewatch, review, and relive the magic of our childhood. This is episode 2319! <laughs> oh, wait, no, it's not. Never mind. Uh, it's uh, actually episode 51. Close enough, though. And with me today is my older brother, Jonathan. Welcome back to the show. Quack, quack, everybody. You know, 2319, can you imagine if we had that many podcast episodes that we saved Monsters, Inc.? For 2,319 episodes in, how many years from now is that going to be? <laughs> that's got to be like every, that's like Joe Rogan numbers. <laughs> Can you imagine having that many episodes and also each episode being three hours long? Now that's ridiculous. Oh, man. <laughs> Let's see, 2319. Let's say we do this weekly and we're consistent. Divided by 52. That's 44 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the long con. Of waiting 44 years to cover this movie. <laughs> but anyways, episode 51. Of 51. Quotes. It is October, first week of October when you're listening to this. So we figured we'd do somewhat of a scary movie, but not a not a super scary. More of like a sweet scary. First they're sour, then they're sweet. <laughs> and there's not one movie that falls under that category. Besides, Monsters, Inc. I'm Monsters, Incorporated. That was the same energy as, hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> At the end of Jimmy Neutron or Ned's Declassified or something. <laughs> wow. I hope somebody gets understands that one. But yeah, Monsters, Inc. Yeah, so I have one, I have one question to kick off the discussion on Monsters, Inc. today. And, and Monstropolis, are all cars electric? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I actually have some insight into this. Okay. Um, it's not like a real answer to your question, but I mean, they're powered by screams. Right. So, um, but he said there's a scream shortage, so I'm going to walk today. Uh, okay. I guess that makes sense. I, I, I never really thought about that. <laughs> the only reason but also I, screams come out as gas. <laughs> that's true. So I was watching <laughs> before the movie started or, um, before we started recording, I was going through the bonus features and there's a, yeah. uh, there's a section on like the sound design. And they, they showed, maybe you picked up on it. I never did. But like as like they're walking to work and there's cars going by, you can hear like they sound like screams. Like it's very buried <laughs> really? in the mix. But they like layered in like a screaming kind of sound as it drives by. Wow. And it's kind of like a hidden thing that you'd only pick up on if you were like really into sound design, I guess. This so is the most detailed <laughs> Pixar movie there is. There has to be. This has to be the most detailed. Not visually, just like. Easter eggs or just monster puns. There's a lot in this one, and it's a really good yeah. one. Yeah. And it's a classic Pixar movie. We haven't even really covered yeah. that. Many. We've only done a couple of the newer ones. We did Onward, and we did Coco. Two great Which, movies. Two great movies. More, more so Coco than Onward. But. but this is like golden age of Pixar right here. Monsters, yep. Inc. <clears throat> this movie came out in 2001. Long time. 20 years ago, Jonathan, this movie came out 20 years ago. Why do you have to say it? (laughs) (laughs) This movie came out 20 years ago. Yeah. And actually, last week we timed it perfectly because that was the 21st anniversary of uh, Remember the Titans. We didn't even think about that. Yeah. (laughs) But I cannot fathom that this is 20 years old. I have a question. Did you see this in theaters with me? 
No, I don't think I did. Okay. Uh, I Maybe I did. I, I I couldn't remember if you were there. I I have a feeling you weren't there. I don't I but yeah. I do know that I went to go see this movie with we mentioned her before, our old babysitter, Janetta. She ah. she took me to go see this movie. She may have actually taken a few some kids from church too. I can't remember. Paul may okay. have been there. But um but she she uh she on like one Saturday she was like, Oh, we've got this new movie coming out, Monsters Inc. Do you want to go see it? I didn't really know anything about it. I just went went to go see it, but um, it was the first time I ever went to that AMC Veterans Theater. Here oh, in really? Yeah, I'd never been to that one before, and I always remembered it like, oh, that's cool. That's a cool theater. Shout out to AMC Veterans 24. Yeah, Veterans 24. The best movie theater in Tampa, besides <laughs> Movico. Most underrated movie theater in Tampa. It is AMC, so it doesn't I matter. Mean, <laughs> we, really just, we really just started going there like in 2015 because they had the recliner seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it just became a thing like oh they got the best seats let's go there the recliners though are, are the bane of my existence i've probably wasted three movie tickets <laughs> just falling asleep in the comfy comfy recliners i can't believe myself sometimes i could never fall asleep in a movie like i just couldn't i mean like it, at the it's theater just the, the sound the rumble of the the, on the, you can feel the rumbling on the walls it's just calming i was so upset like the worst one was when we saw fantastic beasts the first yeah, one yeah and i fell asleep in it i missed a good 30 minutes of it probably and i was been i was like i was so hyped for it and everything i had stayed up late the night before working because i think it was during hallow scream and i would get off at like 2 or 3 a.m so but I got up the next morning for our Saturday morning matinee. <laughs> and uh, I was so mad that I, I fell asleep. But I mean, we saw it more than once, so it's fine. That's the thing. We started, we started, um, I don't think you're that big of a fan of this, but uh, we started to do like the Saturday morning showings because we could Oh, I get, love Saturday morning showings. Uh, just sometimes it's, it's kind of early, but yeah, you know, if you could get like a nice 10 a.m. showing on a Saturday, and you could get the, the tickets for super cheap, like five bucks. And it would be like in the huge, in the nice auditorium with the recliner seats. So it was like worth it. It was like super cheap. Yep. And, you know, you could pick out your seats. So we would just like buy the tickets in advance. Sometimes we just have the whole movie theater to ourselves. <laughs> Depends on how popular the movie. A lot of people don't watch movies in the morning, which I guess it, we're, we're rare for that. I, I, we used to just watch them every Saturday morning. But <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I, I prefer it to like the, you know, if it's a brand new movie and you go on like the Friday night and it's just packed. And then also it's yeah. like 10 o'clock at night and you're there to see like a two and a half hour movie or later. You can be there till like 1230, one o'clock. You're just kind of like tired. It's just kind of I, I kind of like, you know, if I'm really excited about a movie coming out, I like doing the Saturday morning and I'm like, oh, I'm fresh. Yeah. I'm fresh to like take it all in the next morning. Like we've kind of decided like Star Wars is my thing. Harry Potter is your thing. So it's yeah. funny that you're the one that fell asleep in the Harry Potter I know, franchise I know. movie. <laughs> I am ashamed. It's not even like the second one. It was the first one. It's like <laughs> the ultimate hype was like, oh, this is like Force Awakens level, like returning. Yeah, it was like Harry Potter back on the screen, except not Harry Potter. Yeah. But Monsters, Inc. Is this like the first workplace comedy? Um... <laughs> Is it? No, I mean, there's got to be other other things, but I was just thinking about that when I was rewatching it. Like, 
we're, we're several years before like the office comes out and like workplace type, I guess workplace comedies are, are pretty big on TV, not so much in movies, but that's right. something I really, I really like about this movie. I don't know. It just shows this like really like blue collar type of career for monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Our first workplace comedy that we covered was Good Burger. That's true. Yeah. But other than that, I don't think we have. Mm. Night at the Museum, technically. Okay. Yeah. Larry Daly had to get that that new apartment so he, so that Nikki didn't have to live in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> so he needed a needed a good job. Is there any Nickies in this movie? Ooh. I don't think so. Who do we hate? The snake hair. <laughs> oh yeah. On Celia, I hate I hate her snakes. So you don't have anything against Celia? It's just her hair. Uh, well, Celia's pretty toxic, actually, but <laughs> mainly her hair. If she, Without her hair, she'd be somewhat tolerable. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's low-key kind of Miss Piggy. <laughs> oh, yeah? I never hated her like that. But, I mean, her if those snakes are venomous, I, I wouldn't want to get close to that, for sure. Yeah. I love it when <laughs> the CDA came in and they put, like, cones around each snake head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as far as Pixar movies go... I mean, obviously, Toy Story movies are like their own tier. It's almost their own genre, Toy Story. Sure. You just can't compare them. They're so good. They're not my favorite, though. I was thinking about this. Why do I have to defend Toy Story so hard? I love them. They're top tier, but they're not my favorite Pixar movies. Is that crazy? I was going to say, you shouldn't have to defend them. I think they're pretty universally loved. I know, but I want to like... Like, why do I have to set them so far apart? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. If they're not my favorite, why do I have to set them up on a top tier? But there's, it just makes sense. That's whatever. It just, they just feel like it's its own thing. And you want to, you want to judge the rest of the Pixar movies on their own. Maybe just because there's not that many franchises. When you rank your Pixar movies, there's like four of those movies. So it's kind of hard to rank them. For me though, like setting Toy Story off to the side this is my favorite one. I think this is the best one. I think that this is okay. the most like clever premise Pixar movie for me. It is. It I is. love, I, I love the whole like setup for this. Yeah. I don't really know if I like understood that whole thing, like the whole plot in the whole setting mm-hmm. and situation when I first watched this. Cause it was just like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand this world. <laughs> I was just like, oh, monsters. Cool. That's a monster. That looks different than this monster. And they scare kids. What else is new? It's a factory. Whatever. Did you comprehend like like they're living in like a different, like they're in the monster world versus the human world? Did you understand that concept? or? Yeah, I understood that. But also, I was like, it's just the monster world. And they like have a bunch of humans in their monster world. I, I, I've always thought they were like, it was the same world. They were just hidden. It's a hidden city. <laughs> yeah, just, just thinking about like, I feel like the movie probably just started out with like, hey, what if we did something with like, you know, kids that are afraid of monsters being under their bed? And it just comes up with this like creative premise as to like why they scare. And we find yeah. out they scare because they care. But the whole reason they're there to scare is so that they can collect the screams 
and power their world that runs off this this alternative energy source, you know? Which we don't know if it's gas or electricity. We can't. I, I, it comes out as a gas. They fill it up as a gas tank, but they mm-hmm. use it as electricity. How does that work? I don't know. We, we need uh, Mark Rober to come on here and explain the science to us. <laughs> yes. I, I was I was appreciating the sound design on like the sound of like them filling up and like the canisters yeah, like yeah. falling into place and just like the metal clanging. Like it just sounds like very satisfying to me. I don't know. Um, Same thing with the doors like getting put into place and like the sides coming up and sealing it into place and that like <laughs> and the light coming on. What's your favorite sound from this movie? Because I wrote this down. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, the one that came to mind first was just the canisters. I guess that would okay. be mine. My favorite, absolutely, is when Mike Wazowski gets his fingers caught in the in the Roz's <laughs> desk and he, he his iconic yell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah! <laughs> it's my favorite sound from this movie, period. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the scream. It's iconic. But yeah, so we were talking about all the details and monster-related humor, especially in the beginning of this. I mean, it's everywhere, but like, it's also subtle. It's like every time you watch something, you pick up on something new. I was looking for some something special because, like, you know, in the um, when they're walking and it zooms in on this the the dude with the newspaper and he sneezes mm-hmm. and it catches on fire. I was trying to read the newspaper. Oh yeah, because I was like, oh, is he like a convict? That was like in the newspaper, like with a wanted poster. And then he sees, he's like, ah, nuts. (laughs) He wasn't. It's just a generic, ah, nuts. I love that guy. That made me laugh a lot. (laughs) That wasn't really monster related humor, but uh, just the fact that Mike Wazowski has one huge eyeball and one also huge contact lens. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I also love the detail when like, I think boo, she like sneezes in his eye and then he like freaks out. And then like, it's all like, it's all like, uh, it's all like bloodshot in the next scene. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was going to say, I noticed I'm looking it up now because I can't remember what it was. Oh, here. Okay. Here it is. So, um, you know, as far as like details in the movie that you never noticed, I was noticing on the on the laugh floor, you know, where they've got the standings for like the scare yeah. scores and the did you notice like the joke of the day? They had like a joke of, of the day, no. like rolling across the uh, the no. screen at the bottom. And you don't like get to see all of it like at the same time because like characters are kind of covering it up. But um, it was at the end and they had a joke of the day scrolling across this, the screen and it was said like. Um, it's just, you've heard the joke before, but it's like the doctor says to the patient, what seems to be the trouble raising his arm? The patient says, it hurts when I do this. The doctor says, well, don't do that. (laughs) That was like scrolling at the bottom. I I never noticed that before. Partially because you don't see the whole joke in the same scene. You have to like wait as like the scene goes on for it to change and like to see the next part of the joke. Yeah. (laughs) Billy Crystal is Mike Wazowski. I was thinking oh, yeah. about this. Like, he's probably like the most. Like, I really associate him with that character. No one else could do that. Like, Although there were some considered, right? Oh well, I did see something interesting about him, about Billy Crystal in a previous Pixar role. 
that was offered to him. But I didn't see any other offers about Mike. Oh yeah, Wazowski. wasn't he supposed to play like Woody or something? He was offered Buzz Lightyear, and Buzz he turned Lightyear, it down. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> then he later regretted it. That would but suck. I can't. Not I can't Tim picture. Allen. Yeah, I can't see it. Imagine having Tim Allen as Mike Wazowski, though. There's <laughs> uh? another monster-related joke that you just like. It was just put on a platter for you to take, but like they didn't make it obvious that it was a joke. But he was just like. It was when Jerry, the floor manager, was like, "All right, everybody, clear the la- the clear the scare floor. We start in seven, yep, six, five. It's natural form because because monsters will have seven fingers sometimes. Yeah, he just holds up one <laughs> hand with seven fingers. That, that's, that was great. That's good. I I think my favorite like monster related joke is like they're in the locker room after the, after the day and Mike is yeah. just like hey you got any odorant got any odorant that was Dad's <laughs> favorite joke yeah I remember him liking that wet dog he was cracking <laughs> up at that I remember that what were some of the other ones I always remember wet dog um I should have written it down Valley Frog um. <laughs> <laughs> A very golf. Very golf. <laughs> Fargo yeah. Levy. He's like, can I borrow your odorant? So he goes, yeah, I got smelly garbage or old dumpster. Eh. And he asks about, do you have any wet dog? Got any wet dog? Oh, yep. He tosses it to him and it's like, stink it up. <laughs> you just seem like spraying his armpits. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine waking up as humans, waking up smelling so nice or smelling so bad and then throughout the day you start to smell better smell you start to smell good and you're like oh i can't even take it (laughs) jeremy were you afraid of monsters under the bed Ooh. um so at that time that i was we me and you shared a room so i wasn't too scared Mm -hmm. but i was also on the bottom bunk so i was first to get snatched if so Not necessarily under the bed. Yeah, you did have the high ground. (laughs) Um, not necessarily under the bed, but in the closet for sure. But yeah, I don't. I didn't really have a monster that would occasionally hit me up. For me, I think what would happen sometimes is, um, I I do not have very good eyesight. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, I think for me, like I would see like silhouettes of things and think it was like like someone in my room like someone like standing over the bed or something like that you know and like it just turns out to be like something in the closet some hats are sticking out and it looks like a head or something but i do remember i there's a uh there's like some like kids book this kid he thinks there's like an alligator under his bed oh what you remember Uh, that um yes and like he he like he puts out like this like trail of like food to like try and like lure it out from under his bed and like trap it outside or something like that i can't remember what it's called i remember we had it i remember the picture of it he's like on the bed and like the alligator's like sticking his head out and he's got this board leaned up against so he can get off the bed and kind of run away i remember that yeah i'm looking it up right now oh man i remember it's called there's an alligator under my bed by mercer meyer Anyway, that just the, the picture that I'm looking at on the book, I just remember vividly. <laughs> There's an alligator under my bed. Oh, ho, 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 yes. Oh, yes. 
Christopher Robin looking kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh I oh I read this lots of times. Yeah. Oh, this is a fat hungry alligator. <laughs> Dude, you don't even know, man. I I love this book. I completely forgot. Memories unlocked. It was a great one. Consider me I guess that's such a Florida book. <laughs> Now that I think about it, we, we grew. <laughs> tell me you grew up in Florida without telling me you grew up in Florida. <laughs> hey, mama, there's a gator in the house. There's a gator in the house. Give me that shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the the picture of him walking down the stairs with a sandwich in his mouth. <laughs> I want to read this book now. I also remember I, I was a fan of uh, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh and yeah, yeah. One of the collections was something under the bed is drooling. <laughs> I remember that the cover of that. He's like, you just see these like eyes in darkness under the bed, and there's like drool on the floor by the side <laughs> of the bed. Kind of remember that. But man, Calvin and Hobbes, the classic road trip comic book to read. It's good. I got I got Calvin and Hobbes because I got it from the book fair, yeah. and uh, it was like a buy one get one free deal. And they had this Star Wars Episode One picture book that I wanted. <laughs> so I got that. And then when I went to go check out, they're like, oh, you can get something else. So I I just looked around and I just like, well, this looks good. And it was uh it was a Calvin and Hobbes collection. It wasn't that one. It was uh it was Weirdos from Another Planet. Ah. Uh, I, I I basically just bought it because of the cover and I flipped it up and it's like, oh, it's like comics, comic strips from the paper. This will be funny. I'd never read it before. And it turned out to be like my favorite. My favorite comic strip. Yeah. No, there's some, it's, it's not only is it like a comic strip, but it's like a book too. Like it, it, they are all connected somewhat that they go, he goes through arcs at least. It's the, it's the thinking man's comedy. There's so much there that it just like goes over a kid's head. Yeah. And some of it is just like very profound, like rereading it years later. I, maybe I should give that a reread wonder where they are ben keen has like a leather bound full collection like every single work it's I've awesome seen, i've seen some of those they're always super expensive but it's like i've got all the individual paperbacks that that's what <laughs> it ended up it's like every every book fair basically i went to go get another calvin and Hobbes. that's what i would do this actually does remind me a lot of the calvin and Hobbes, the alligator book <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he like become best friends with the alligator at the end of the book? I think what happens, the only thing I remember is he like ends up luring it out and locking it in the garage. And I feel like one of the last things of the book is like, well, dad's going to have a surprise waiting for him when he goes to work the next day. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's one of those things I I can't really remember. I don't know if if the alligator was imaginary, if there was really an alligator under his bed. I That'd guess the dad, will, the dad will find out the next day. <laughs> <laughs> what if there was an actual gator there? Anyways, none of us really had any monsters. We had some imaginary friends, but no monsters. We were pretty we were pretty brave. But speaking of luring monsters out from under your bed, let's talk about the opposite of that. And let's okay. talk about the either monster applejacks or fruit loops that Sully used to lure uh boo into her room oh yeah (laughs) they were so large in her little tiny hands are they like monster big 
they got to be oversized for monsters. They have to be. But also, they're very inclusive, though, for um, sizes of monsters, if you didn't notice. Because yeah, the one yeah. detail that I noticed this go-around was at the coffee station. You know, like the delicious, like, brownie batter-looking oh, coffee yeah. sludge. <laughs> I always thought that sounded delicious. Like, you're drinking brownie batter, but it's just, like, sludge. It's supposed to be gross. Yeah. No, that stuff looks so good. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> Partially because you see uh, Mr. Waternoose drinking it, and he just looks <laughs> gross. Yeah. <laughs> He's just a gray crab. But if you notice, all the coffee cups next to the coffee machine, there's like the normal size cups, and then there's like super tiny cups. And I was like, oh, are those espresso mugs? No, they're not, because they're tinier than espresso mugs. They're like an inch tall, (laughs) if that. And they're like really, really tiny. It's for like the tiny monsters with tiny hands. They're so inclusive at Monsters, Inc. That's the best. I have a couple things that I thought of when you're talking about that. Okay. I didn't know as a kid, I thought there was like, based on a couple movies that I had seen, it's like, is there a difference between Java and coffee? I, I don't know. And I thought, I just pictured the sludge. Oh, that must be Java. Java, because it rhymes with lava and it's <laughs> sludge as well, right? Yeah. So it made sense in my head. Based on a couple of scenes, um, I, think, I think Java is mentioned in Extremely Goofy Movie. Mm-hmm. And also, um, but in Snow Dogs. It's like, you want a cup of Java or something like that? And and all Cuba Gooding Jr. says is like, hey, as long as it's hot. Or is that in Goofy Movie? I can't remember. It's in one of those <laughs> No, it's, as long as it's hot. As long yeah, as it's that's, hot. That's, that's Snow Dogs. Snow and dogs. he drinks it, and it's gross. Yeah. To him. Probably because he doesn't like coffee. <laughs> so I thought, like, in Monsters, Inc., I thought this was Java. I thought it was like a thicker sludge type of drink. <laughs> Cof- kind of coffee-related that was kind of gross. And I, that's what I thought he was drinking in Snow Dogs. I did not think we were going to connect Snow Dogs to Monsters Inc. I'm just now, I'm just now putting that together. Wow! Um, Leave it up to Inside Quotes Boys to connect <laughs> literally any kids' movie together. I feel like there's a similar line though in Extremely Goofy Movie, where it's like, "You want a cup of Java or something like that?" And Max just says, "Like, yeah." Every it time you cool. say that, Groovy. I'm thinking, "You want a cup of Java juice?" Yeah. You want a cup of Java juice? Yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan. <laughs> Okay, the other thing, though, you're talking about different sizes of monsters. Yeah. I was thinking about this. I noticed in the bathroom scene, it kind of hit me after I watched the movie. <laughs> it was like, all the stalls seem to be like the same size. It looked like it looked like just a human, like a human bathroom. It didn't look like anything was different than what would be in the human world. Yeah. So, you know, I thought, you know, it makes sense if there was like some stalls that were like bigger. What if there's just another bathroom? for tinier ones that was just like in a cupboard <laughs> you know how like people say you know oh, i gotta go to the little boys room the little girls room maybe they have like a little monsters room for the little monsters little monsters that's a that's good a, movie that's another movie fred savage the reason i watched it was because of fred savage <laughs> speaking of fred savage the weird tangent i'm super excited because they're rebooting the wonder years that looks so good it's got Dulé Hill from Psych. Dad watched it. He likes it. Really? He said, he said it's really good. Yeah. Well, that's all right, Dad. Thanks yeah. for not responding to my text about it. <laughs> it's like everybody hates Chris and the Wonder Years put together, from what I can tell. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on Hulu. Yeah, so I thought it was more modern, but he said it's, it takes place in the 60s. It's just, you know, like the black experience in America. 
is kind interesting. of interesting. I thought it was gonna, I thought they were going to move it up to like the 80s or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like the Goldbergs. Yeah. But so I I haven't watched it yet, but I, I want to check it out. We're a big Wonder Years family. So check it out. I don't know what 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 triggered Wonder Years though. For you. Um, you said Dulé Hill or something. No. You brought it up. Fred Savage, Little Monsters. Oh, okay. That's Monsters right. Inc. Okay. <laughs> We're back. We are back. I actually you know, really like the idea of when we go on our tangents, we should trace back just like that. Like <laughs> Fred Savage, Monsters, Little Monsters, Monsters Inc. Okay, All right, okay. back to the show. <laughs> so I just, I, you know, I, just now thinking about it, there is kind of a, a similar concept in Little Monsters. It's kind of a similar yeah. premise, right? Because there is like the human world and the monster world, and they can travel in between them. Yeah. Right? Only that was specifically under the bed, and it looked creepy. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, this, yeah, Little Monsters could definitely freak out some kids, definitely. <laughs> definitely freaked me out. I watched it when I was a bit older. One of my favorite things is that uh, Mike Wazowski is going to be taking her out to a monster truck rally later. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is a monster truck rally? Is it just a truck rally? Is Mike Wazowski a redneck? What is this? <laughs> I never thought about it. <laughs> it's just a hybrid of cars and monsters. <laughs> that would be a cool scene that would have definitely confirmed the pixar theory for For sure if they did a deleted scene of just like monster trucks that were also alive that'd be sick (laughs) i always liked you know we mentioned it before but like they decide to walk to work because there's a scream shortage or whatever and like mike has his car to walk to work what are you making fun of me i said i love that scene no i said i love that scene where they walk to work I was not making fun of you. <laughs> I thought you were like being sarcastic. Oh yeah, I love when they walk to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was genuine. I'm sorry. Anyways, like he never drives it in the movie, but then there's the Pixar short that they put on the DVD of Mike's new car. Did you rewatch yeah. that? I didn't rewatch it, no. I, I did rewatch it. That was pretty good. It is on Disney Plus in the extras. I'm going to say some things, and I didn't want to say this too early on, especially when you said, uh, who's who's the person that we hate on? Uh, Jonathan, I'm I'm gonna say if I was in the monster world and I worked at Monsters Inc., I don't think I would be friends with Mike. Mike Wazowski, I would not be friends with. I think I can't put my finger on it, but he is not the best person. How so? He's always trying to like take the easy way out, or he's I guess he's willing to get in trouble for the dumbest reasons. Is he? Well, I guess he's not. I don't. I don't know how to explain it, but he's kind of like a bad friend. Look, I'm gonna push back on this pretty hard. So keep keep it up. I just don't. I he's funny and all, but I wouldn't be personally be friends with him. Like I appreciate him as a character, but mm-hmm. if I was Sully, I wouldn't be his friend. Treats Sully like crap this whole movie. Does he? Until he kind of, yeah, a little bit. See, I don't know. I think that he's. Maybe he's being kind of selfish because he's like, he just wants to put the kid back where it came from. So help him. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, so he sets it up. He wants to put him back. He doesn't care which door, any door will do, you know. So Sully is the one doing See, the right that's thing. The, that's, that's, the, that's what I hate the most is that he has no compassion. But at the same time, like, he's he doesn't know any different. Like, they've been taught to think that they're just evil <laughs> you know it's true you know it's a whole different they don't they don't know it they don't understand humans yeah. they don't know you know they just want to put it back and they don't know how they operate so 
Um, but I, you know, if, if it wasn't for Mike, like he's the one that like, yeah, he forgot to do his file work, his paperwork because he had a date with Celia after work, but like, he's the one that like, he's, you know, if it wasn't for Mike, Sully would not be the top scarer there just because Mike is the one that does all the paperwork. He's the one that like gets the doors. He's the one that yeah does all that administrative work for him and he gets some training. <laughs> Mike just has the, or um, Sully just has the natural ability. Yeah. But I'm just talking about character. They definitely play into this one in the prequel in Monsters University a lot. Oh yeah. And in, in the yeah. prequel, you know, it makes you not like Sully that much. Right. Cause Sully's kind of a jerk in that. I love Sully. I, I think he was my favorite character. Yeah. Growing up and especially in like kindergarten. I guess I was just I, always, I was just a sucker for the jokes. And so Mike, Mike has always been my favorite. He'd definitely be, he might be a little, a little much at times, but I, that's, I'd be friends yeah. with him at work. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. I feel like <laughs> there's not a lot of depth with, with Sully, but he's still a good friend. From from Mike's point of view, it's like it's kind of Sully that's like putting him in the situation where he could lose his job, where he could get in trouble. You know, from my point of view, it's the Jedi that are evil. <laughs> Mike was just trying to have a nice date with his girlfriend, and Sully shows up, crashes his date, his toxic girlfriend, and and brings his kid in, and now they're wanted by the CDA. Okay, fine. <laughs> Neither of them are perfect. The only perfect one is Fungus. It's fine. <laughs> Played by Frank Oz. I never picked. I never knew that. I didn't either. I recognized the voice, but this time, I was so confused by that because he looks like Jermaine Clement. <laughs> <laughs> is it the lips after he it's gets the, the suction? lips and the glasses? That's what it is. <laughs> Dude, the shot after the suction is just like was so traumatizing to me. It was <laughs> as a kid. He's just like so super pale and his lips are just inflated. <laughs> Maybe this is a controversial thing, but like, you know, when it comes to like iconic duos of Pixar, I got to go with Sully and Mike over Woody and Buzz. Woody and Buzz aren't really that iconic until like the second movie. So, yeah, they're complete opposites. You know, right. What one has, the other one doesn't. And so they they complement each other. And so it works. Yeah. It works really good. And so I've just always liked that uh i don't know odd couple like kind of dynamic that they have beneficial dynamics friendship yeah yeah yeah. kind of like in luca i i still haven't watched it Ooh, jonathan i haven't seen it. perfect yet. it is the perfect form of male friendship yeah it's awesome listeners if you haven't seen luca i'm gonna put my endorsement down for it it is probably in the past 10 years Pixar has put out some great movies, but they've also put out some mediocre movies, probably more mediocre. This is the first Pixar movie in the past 10 years, probably, that has actually given me the Pixar feeling, the Pixar vibe. I mean, you know you're including Coco in that. I know. I know. And you're a Coco stan. I know. I think Luca is better than Coco. Ah, actually, maybe not. It's up there with it, okay? It's far better than Onward. Yeah, far I, better than onward I, i'm not gonna put up with this onward hate man i, I love onward so much it's so good you can. it's not a pixar movie <laughs> neither is inside out neither is soul whatever that's enough pixar hate the neither the neither is monsters inc because they were directed by pete doctor doesn't matter pete doctor did a lot of things 
We all know Brad Bird is the best one, anyways. He's the best Pixar director. I mean, all he's done is incredible, so one and two. He did Ratatouille, you idiot. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was a raw reaction to keep the, you idiot. I'm keeping it. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> you know, I, I can't say that everything we say on this on this podcast is 100% factually accurate, but I'm glad you called me out <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Don't be, don't. I, I can't take this ratatouille hate. I won't. I won't. I'm gonna clap back on that. I ain't hating on ratatouille. Onward's good though. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. Might as well get into it now, and then we can get back to the movie a little bit. I mean, let's let's talk. I want to talk at least a little bit about Monsters University and the new Disney Plus series, Monsters at Work. I love Monsters at Work. You're a big fan. I'm a huge fan. I've seen the first uh, like five episodes so far, and it's pretty good. I think it's definitely I, I like that it's in a show more than a movie. Yeah. I think yeah. it works perfectly for that format, kind of seeing them like the aftermath of this movie and how they're kind of transitioning to like laughs, laugh energy versus screams. Yeah. And it, so it just works in that format better. Not to say we couldn't have another monsters like movie down the line, but like. The, the show works for me. I think it's the perfect format. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the new characters too. Mm-hmm. Basically. Super from Superstore. <laughs> yeah. See, they had to get on it. They had to get in on that workplace comedy action. I know? know. That's what it is. They invented it. And they also had that one girl that was in the uh, Mindy Cat Kaling. Mindy was- Calling. She's in the office. Least favorite character, but she grew on me. She was She's, very annoying. She, I, I found her funny. She, I, I, I think she's good now, yeah. but that type of character just annoyed me. Like in Toy Story 3, uh, that one dinosaur, I, I couldn't, I can't stand her. Oh, Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw's dinosaur, yeah. yeah. Couldn't. Same just, vibes, same vibes. I mean, she was just playing an overexcitable dinosaur, much like right. Rex. That's That's <laughs> pretty true, I guess. Although Rex is a little more like, neurotic like, yeah just gets in his head and his anxiety right about stuff bone no doubt about it uh, <laughs> my favorite character in monsters at work is the the boss of mift so the, the guy Fonz? yeah henry winkler's character okay he yeah. is the <laughs> most wholesome funniest character <laughs> there is i love him so much i don't even need mike and sully in this movie in this in this show i i just mm-hmm. They're so good. Hmm. <laughs> also, like, I think her name's Deborah, the grumpy lady that's yeah, been there yeah. for years. And she mm-hmm. said, rest in peace, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the name, but I do like the one that's like, he's just got his eye out on the new guy because he wants college to, boy. He's going to Duncan. Like, this job is mine. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to get the promotion. <laughs> he's just like out to get him. I don't even want this promotion, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love that show. Mm-hmm. It just makes the other two movies better for me. I don't know. It enhances it. Yeah. Uh, it's I, been a while since I've seen Monsters University. Probably that movie is so good. It I, is. People, it's underrated. The library scene? Oh, so good. <laughs> I, I love what that movie has to do. I mean, because it's a prequel, you know, I think people just automatically is like, oh, why did we need this? 
you know, because it's right. like it's kind of like their characters kind of revert to before they met them, yeah. met each other. Um, also, side note, I I did notice at least one continuity error watching Monsters Inc. Because okay. when they're walking to work, Mike mentioned something to to Sully. He's like, "Oh, you've been jealous of my look since the fourth grade." I was like, oh, ah. they meet in college. Interesting. Anyway, I that's at least one part of one continuity error I I, I noticed. But wow. yeah, I just really I really, <laughs> I really like there's something about the theme of that movie of just like I don't know, you have like a certain plan and it like doesn't it doesn't work out the way you thought it would. Yeah. And there's something about that about that movie that I really like. And uh there are very few college movies that are appropriate for kids. That's true. <laughs> it's it's the animal house for kids. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I really love Monsters University and I love that the show, you know, it's kind of incorporating at least a little bit, a little bit of both. Because like the same thing happens to to what is the new guy's name? I keep wanting to call him Jonah from Superstore. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Tyler with an O. I hate it. Okay, it's Tyler. Okay. Um you know, he went to school. He's like the top in his class. He was trained to become a scare. And then the day he's supposed to start his new job at Monsters, Inc. Yeah. All of this stuff goes down from the movie. Yeah. And oh, by the way, we uh, aren't scaring children anymore. And uh, if you want to work here, you can just be in the maintenance department, I guess. You know, basically, he's just like trying to go to comedy class with Mike so he can learn how to be a comedian instead. <laughs> yeah. It's so you can't learn that so he's not even like the mike is so bad at comedy too oh he's great he's perfect that's why it's funny what's interesting is that this takes place like right after the first movie so he's like he seems like a young whippersnapper Mm -hmm. compared to mike and sully but that's because we've known mike and sully for 20 years yeah but in actuality they're probably like five years apart i don't think they've they've yeah i mean they've been a part of it that's true yeah They've been a part of the workforce for a while because he's like famous and everything. But like, well, they started out in the like room. old people. Yeah, and then they moved up. But yeah, yeah. But they're not like forties. I mean, they're still living together. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like in their yeah. <laughs> okay, before we move on from that, we kind of already did. But uh, my one reasoning why I don't think I would be friends with Mike Wazowski mm-hmm. is because he alphabetizes his movies. I did, yeah. those were alphabetized i i was wondering if those were cds or if those were, I, were movies i couldn't tell either yeah. way that's ridiculous Ugh. so we used to watch this like this is one of the few uh animated movies that dad would actually sit down and watch with us because he thought it was funny but i remember dad laughing at like different jokes that i wouldn't necessarily laugh at that i understood why they were funny but barely I have something to say on this too. Okay. Keep going. So like, I just remember after Randall gets his like leg up on the competition and then Sully just comes right back and he cracks his knuckles and he's like, slumber party. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, I didn't understand that, but dad was cracking up at that. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just remember looking up at dad and I was like, Hmm, this movie's going to be good when I'm his age. In that case, I was like, is this movie meant for him? Not me. And remember being super excited because like that requires a little bit more thought than like a regular eight year old has to offer. You're just there for the fart jokes, to be honest. 
Um, but I just remember being excited for when I was older so I can enjoy this movie like even more because that's mm-hmm. what that's for. Mm-hmm. And I actually do enjoy this more. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I could, but like we enjoyed it in different ways. And in what sucks for dad is that he couldn't grow up with this movie and have like that base level of like wonder and excitement from this movie. Yeah, yeah. Added on to the humor, the smart humor. Mm-hmm. But oh man, it's so good. Also, connections to the Big Lebowski. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Um, John Goodman. Oh yeah, John Goodman. And Mike Wazowski. Rhymes with Lebowski. <laughs> and what's funny is that in I don't know if you've seen the episode yet, but they do a the Big Wazowskis. It's like a bowling episode. Oh yeah, oh. I watched that one. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even make that connection. <laughs> really? I didn't even think about that. Like the specifically it being like a bowling episode. I didn't make that connection. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought it may oh. have been like a play on words or something, but that was it. So, uh when I saw the movie, I recognized as well that there was some jokes going over my head that I recognized were jokes, yeah. but I didn't quite get them necessarily. And so I, at the time, like, I remember like, ex- I actually, okay, Paul, Paul was not at the movie theater with me. Cause I remember actually explaining like, oh, I went to go see Monsters Inc. And he was yeah. asking me about it and I was telling him about it and I was telling him about stuff, stuff I liked from the movie. And I was like, oh yeah, it's pretty good. And I remember like, this is just me like trying to sound smarter than I am. I was like, oh yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's a, uh, you know, it's got a lot of stuff for kids, but there's a lot of jokes in there that adults would like too. <laughs> And I like telling him that. And I'm just like a nine-year-old kid or something, you know? What are you looking forward to most about this film? Well, um, I think I'm looking forward to cracking up. Uh, I hope I can, like, you know, totally crack up. So uh, I haven't, like, totally cracked up in a long time. And so (laughs) in my head, I was, like, comparing it to Shrek. Because Shrek had come out the same year. Yeah. And I knew that was another joke another movie with like jokes that were going over my head <laughs> maybe different kinds of jokes though that one has maybe a little more innuendo in it than uh than monsters inc does but <laughs> a lot more butt crack <laughs> more butt crack <laughs> um but so i i like compared the two i kind of like paired shrek and monsters inc in my head really but like the, a com- monster? the comedy is totally different oh yeah just because of that aspect just because of the, like I recognized it was a kid's movie, but adults liked it too. That's why. And it was animated. There's more adult humor in Shrek, though. I don't know. Like, there's just, there's just more, there's more jokes in, it's not like it's inappropriate in Monsters, Inc. It's just, there's more humor that the adults the humor, are going to pick up the on. Humor, the humor is more for adults, but the storyline is meant for kids in Monsters, Inc. Mm-hmm. The storyline is targeted towards adults. Because that that was just a, in Shrek, because that was just a big troll, like making yeah. fun of Disney. Yeah, basically. But you, you mentioned Randall a little bit. What did you think about him? I love Randall. He scared the crap out of me. Yeah, he's a good up. villain. He's a really good villain. Look at me, you little one-eyed cretin. First of all, it's cretin. If you're gonna insult <laughs> me, do it properly. If you're gonna insult me, do it properly. That was my vocab word of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'd never heard of that insult before. <laughs> you want a Creighton? I learned the word and I learned how to pronounce it from Mike Mike Wazowski. <laughs> nice. Oh, so my vocab word was Himalayas. Welcome to the Himalayas. So this is one of those auditorial um 
illusions for me because okay. I hear it both ways. I always initially I thought he said, "Welcome to the Himalayas." Like Oz, like emphasis mm-hmm. on Oz. Himalayas. Uh-huh. Welcome to the Himalayas. But you could also hear, welcome to the Himalayas. That's what I always heard. No, I've heard both. I hear it both every other time. Hmm. So I was like, what is the Himalayas? And I probably have heard of what the Himalayas were. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Himalayas. I was like, okay, cool. Cool monster world. <laughs> Himalayas. Snow code? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, just, I'm just, it's lemon. Don't worry. <laughs> Uh, actually, also, Pixar just posted a recipe to make lemon snow cones on their oh. Instagram page. You have to post a recipe for that? Well, how to make the syrup from scratch. Oh, okay. <laughs> you need crushed ice, syrup, and a paper cup. That will always melt before you finish. <laughs> what did you think of Boo? Uh, Boo's a cute kid. Makes me cry. Yeah. Also really annoying that she just disappears all the time. Well, speaking of that, um, do you mind if we take a break? I, I gotta hit the restroom real quick. Sitting shout along And all in here's was calm They would love and long Uh, are you done in there? Oh, yeah. ah, sorry, sorry. Fee fi fo fum. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm looking for Boo. <laughs> Who's Boo? That's that's what I call her. You named it. <laughs> okay, when I was watching the movie, and specifically that scene, like the song that she's singing there in the bathroom, yeah, it sounded to me as like. Vin Diesel singing the Peter Panda dance. <laughs> when you're down and low, lower than the floor, and you feel like you ain't got a chance. Fee fi fo fum. No, that song. I feel like that, that that like three bar little hook that she was singing. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that would work well as like a Kanye sample or something. <laughs> That would be really good. I'll let Kanye know when I see him next time. All right. I wanted to talk about water news a little bit. James Coburn. Yeah. Another connection to Snow Dogs. Uh-huh. Jack. He got struck by thunder twice. <laughs> You know, once you've seen it the, the first after the first time, you know, you know what's coming with his character. But like the first yeah. time you saw it, was that like something you saw coming? It was a big reveal. It was a huge reveal. Yeah, I it was for me too. That, excuse me, sir, but that's not Boo's door. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. And then Randall shows up. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, no. Mr. Waterness, get Randall. Like, that's what I, that's what my thinking was. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, no, we got to fight Randall before we put boo in her thing in mm-hmm. her room but then he was like 
it's yours. And he yours. kicks him out into the Himalayas. <laughs> but like ever since the first time, like after you know that, just like looking at his character, he just looks like a villain the whole time anyway. Yeah. His character's like he that. Does, he does. He does. So, you know, I'm sure for anyone that was like older when they watched it, they could probably tell like something was off about him. Yeah. This guy's just like so desperate to save his company. He's a higher do, power. I'd do anything to save this company. <laughs> Even at the beginning where he said, maybe we'll finally hit our quotas. That's the first time in a month. <laughs> you could tell he's desperate. Yeah. So I never picked up until this time. <laughs> embarrassingly. Um, like I thought like the reveal of like the laugh power was more powerful than screams was something they just kind of discovered at the end. I did not pick up that that was foreshadowed every time, like throughout the movie, <laughs> like every time she would laugh, like she, she they're like the power would surge at their apartment yeah, or like turned on the door. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't pick up on that foreshadowing really. I thought it was, I thought <laughs> it was something that they kind of discovered closer to the end of the movie really. So before I always thought it was like, it drains the power because mm-hmm. it like puts the power out. Yeah. But it overloads the power. That's what mm-hmm. it is. And like, there's definitely seen the first time it happens in the apartment and there's a shot of like Sully. He's like taking note of it. He's not really sure what happened, why the power went out. Yeah. But I was just like, Oh, okay. So that they were foreshadowing that the whole movie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I also, I like the scene where uh, they, they're trying to put, they're trying to put her back in their door, but it's not the door. And then like everyone comes back to work on the scared floor. And so they like tell everyone that they're in a musical. <laughs> they're rehearsing yeah. for a musical. Put that thing back where it came from. Oh, so help me. Bum, 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 bum. So help me. So help me. And cut. I always loved that scene. I thought it was funny. And then I love that they have the musical in the, like, <laughs> yeah. in the special features. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. She's out of my head. <laughs> I was looking for that on the on the DVD this morning, and it's it's in the outtakes. I thought yeah. it was like its own thing, but like they have like outtakes for the movie, and then like at the end of the outtakes, it's like the company play or whatever they put on the yeah. production. The company play, <laughs> <laughs> like anybody has time for a company play. <laughs> it's like at the end of the movie, every, the truth comes out, but like they still put on the play. Yeah. It's like they don't need to cover for themselves. It's not a play. But they still do the play. It's a joke. Because Mike is all about the showbiz. He's such a ham. So he's just like, hmm, this is my opportunity to be on Broadway. shaped like a ham. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. You forgot your paperwork, Wazowski. I'm watching. Always watching. Roz. Sorry, I, I haven't like quoted Roz at all or talked about Roz. So I figured we pretty, should. We're pretty deep in to not have quoted that. I know. Um, my favorite part of the play is like a <laughs> dumb thing, but the reenacting the scene where like Randall's gonna like hook him up to the to the scream extractor, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. And uh it's got the two the two maintenance guys. What are those what are they called? Uh Lug and Tug? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that sounds like the the moose from uh Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Rut and Took. <laughs> I don't remember. One's with like, sorry, Mr. Sullivan. Sorry, Mr. <laughs> Sullivan. Uh, Needleman and Smitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like holding up the hose to him. And it's like, and, <laughs> it's and Mike guy. just goes, Mike just goes, I'll never talk. 
and that's it like that's, it's just that like one little clip reenacting that scene but so i thought about to asking you if you wanted to like start out the podcast in that voice <laughs> hello and welcome back to inside quotes making them lose the his focus <laughs> where we rewatch, review and relive the magic of our childhood <laughs> this is episode 32 no you idiot it's 51 <laughs> yeah I, I really like those guys they're back in the show they're good mm-hmm. they actually bring back yeti for the for one episode of the show Ooh, it's nice. really good not to spoil it for you <laughs> but haven't gotten to that one yet but. he moves back to metropolis yeah i would say they'd, they'd have to bring him back he shouldn't be yeah. shouldn't be banished anymore turns out he was he wasn't banished for the he was banished for the wrong reasons he was framed by water news so okay <laughs> sorry more spoilers mm. but um while i'm mentioning stuff that's like from the outtakes <laughs> there is a there is a uh an inside quote i used to quote this this is an from inside this quote. movie yep. and it's not from the movie it's from the quote it's from, from the outtakes <laughs> from not even the outtakes just the animated outtakes <laughs> right exactly it's the scene where they're like they're they're taking Boo back to to so her real door at the end of the movie and yeah they're saying their goodbyes and Mike says his goodbye to Boo and he says go throw up <laughs> we'd say that a lot just if it's an awkward goodbye we'll just be like oh go go throw up throw up <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it I love when it I rewatched the movie obviously the real line is like go grow up and i was just like is this something we misheard and we started quoting like i couldn't remember it was the outtake but then i got to the outtakes and i was like okay that's what it was <laughs> this this was another movie early on in the dvd you know era where oh, this yeah. movie just has tons of bonus features there's DVD a game on there <laughs> there's a game on there booze door you got to find all the different uh pieces of her door to put it together to send I her know, home dude unfair advantage because some remotes just sucked <laughs> there's a uh, it's got the Mike's new car short. It also has the For the Birds classic Pixar short. Yes, yes. So, like, maybe that's another connection to Shrek, because both of those had great DVD extras, great DVD menus and all that. There's just a lot. I mean, I, I remember I remember that company play. Like, I thought that was going to be in the credits of the movie. <laughs> like, there was so many things from the bonus features that I was remembering. I'm like, where is this? I had to go <laughs> to the, the bonus disc to, like, find it. <laughs> Me and you were bonus featured kings. Yeah. <laughs> the scenes near the end, I think just adding to like the cleverness of the movie though, is just, um, I guess it's similar to like the Toy Story 2 scene where they're in the airport with the luggage, but where they're, you know, okay. chasing each other, the chase scene, holding onto the doors. Yep. Through the factory or whatever. So this cool. was a big thing for me. I was like, it, oh, it's the end of a Pixar movie. This is like the only formula I'm good with. The chase. This is a good Pixar movie when there's a chase <laughs> scene in an alternate inside of the world that you mm-hmm. can't see. So the airport TSA scene with all the luggage, that was insane. Yeah. Um, then you've got the uh, flushing down the toilet, the drain in the sewers of Finding Nemo. Flushed away. Um, no have we seen my dead um how have we done flushed away not nemo <laughs> um and then the door scene that was cool 
Hey, fun fun fact: Flushed Away is our most listened to episode. It overtook really? Sky High recently. Wow! And we're ranked in France. We are. We're ranked. We we made the list. I'm not going to say which list, but we made the list of the of the top film reviews podcasts. You're not going to say our rank? Uh, no, I won't. <laughs> That's irrelevant. It's not like we're number one or anything. We're just happy to be in- included. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I'm really excited to be here. What what other movies have that chase though? Um. Okay. So, Incredibles. Uh, what is it? Incredibles has like the whole like underground underwater section. Mm-hmm. Um. Ah. There's a lot. There's a lot of secret passageways and stuff in 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 that. But what else? What else? Cars. I feel like there's a lot more than we than those three. Well, Casper has that roller coaster at the end. Yeah, it's like a chase scene slash what is going to be the amusement park ride that comes right, from that, the movie. Pretty that's, much. That's, 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 that's what, what I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I would ride the door. That, what if they like strapped you like you were standing on the door, but they had to strap you to the side of the door and you were riding <laughs> a door. That'd be cool. But I always thought that scene was so cool, like going out, going out between the different rooms, you know, ending up mm-hmm. in like Japan or Hawaii or something like I just thought yeah. it was a really cool, really cool uh, concept. I was going to say that scene, though, um, in the ending where they're in Randall's, they're chasing Randall or Randall's chasing them with the doors. Yeah, I, I never picked up on that. The reason that worked because they were able to get in through all the doors was because they got Boo to laugh and she powered on all the doors there. Yeah. Cause like, otherwise, you know, if the door is not activated, they can't go through it. Right. <laughs> but that basically like powered every single door that <laughs> they have in the world, I guess. So it's just like any door, it was guaranteed they could get back to the, the factory, which is kind of cool at Mike's expense. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like what's super weird about this concept is that, Sully is a famous monster and he's not like an actor. He's not a, he's the only reason he's a celebrity is because he provides the city with the most power because he's the best scarer, Mm -hmm. but everyone knows his name. Like you don't see it's like crazy. The amount of fame that comes from an energy supplier. (laughs) You can go to college to be famous like that. Like it's stupid. Like, Oh, you work for Tico. Wow, can I get your autograph? Yeah. Neat. <laughs> Tampa Electric Company, if if that's what you're Yeah. If you're not wondering. Uh <laughs> what else makes you special? <laughs> you were on a commercial once? That the uh the commercial in, in Monsters Inc. though, that's just like that's just like one of the best running jokes of the movie. <laughs> it's that <laughs> Mike's face keeps getting covered up. <laughs> and then he's, he's excited on. about it. And you think like each time you think he's gonna be like upset. <laughs> and then he just like is so overjoyed, like I'm I'm on I TV. Like, I can't believe it. I'm on a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, I'm sorry. And you know what? The best thing about monsters at work is they have kept that tradition going. Yeah. They've kept that joke going. When when you go to the end of the episode and it, it pulls in like, do you want to play the next episode? That uh, it shows yeah. the, it shows the characters of Mike and yes. Sully, and like the thumbnail down in the corner is like covering up Mike's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest. It's such a subtle thing, 
and like whoever thought of that i i hope they got a raise that is disney magic because <laughs> that is such a that's such a nice touch yeah <laughs> is it was there any quotes that you had besides the go go throw up i didn't really write down quotes most of the most of my laughs from this movie were visual yeah leave the puce the puce. I'm just, <laughs> just reading through the quotes on IMDb now. Uh, yeah, it's probably not one that we've we've quoted a whole lot yet. At the same time, this this is a staple. Obviously, we didn't mention, but it's a staple. I, I would say it might be one of the <laughs> stapliest of all staples, especially when we're talking about the staply Pixar movies. For sure, for sure. Um, stapliest for sure. I just think it's funny now that I'm thinking about it. It's just like. There's so many things that I remember, and I'm remembering like the bonus features <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that like stuck out so much more than some of the parts of the movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. the middle of the movie, I did not, I couldn't tell you what goes before or after each mm-hmm. sequence of events, like the the field trip scene, or the the trash compactor scene, or the scream extractor. Yeah, I, what or the bathroom scenes, whatever. You know, because of a lot, a lot of it just takes place there at work at Monsters yeah. Inc. So it's yeah. like some of that kind of you don't get a kind of a change in scenery all that much you just kind of move from one place in the building to the next so you know anytime like the scenes where they're outside where they're walking to work when they're in the restaurant when they're at their apartment that stuff kind of stands out a little bit more than when they're at the work and also like because it's work they kind of make it look boring you know i like i noticed when they're running through all the hallways and things like that (laughs) like it just looks just looks like this generic like office building you know (laughs) and uh you know, that's just part of it. It's just kind of supposed to look like they're not going for like these amazing shots. It's supposed to reflect like the the fluorescent <laughs> lighting of these yeah. workplaces, you know? <laughs> it's kind of nice. We didn't we didn't talk about see both movies kind of in have have this scene where they kind of fight with each other and they have like a, a time where they have to talk talk it out. Yep. I don't know if you remember that from Monsters <sighs> University, but that kinda of happens there too. But you know, they get banished. And, you know, because Sully is looking out for Boo instead of Mike. <laughs> yeah. Mike's like, I'm never, ever going to see Celia again. Does that matter? He's just getting all, he's getting all emotional about it. Sully won't. He's just like, I don't care. I got to go get save Boo. Hey, Celia. Willia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I felt for him in that, that social anxiety he just got. Yeah. I don't want to talk to this. I don't like your girlfriend, Mac. Mike. <laughs> hey. <laughs> nice. One last thing. Um, the music. Probably the best of Pixar ever. So we, we completely forgot to bring that up. Randy Newman is the best. He made jazz music accessible for kids. How cool is that? It's pretty cool. I always love the song that he wrote for, for Mike and Sully. If I didn't have you. If I were a rich man with a million or two, I'd live in a penthouse with a room with a view. And if I were handsome, it could happen. Yeah, it was just classic. That was the the early Pixar movies. They were all Randy Newman scores. Yeah, yeah. It was just like it was a given. We got Pixar. We got a good Randy Newman soundtrack. And usually a song to go with it, too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the first one that didn't have one was Nemo, right? I think that was the first one. That, that was Thomas Newman. Yeah. 
Well, Jonathan, I wouldn't have a podcast if I didn't have you. That's right. You wouldn't. Because I'm Mike Wazowski in this relationship. Pretty much. <laughs> I'll be Sully. I'm the pure <laughs> raw talent. Well, as long as neither of us are, are Randall, I think we'll be good. Or Fungus. <laughs> you don't want to be a fungus. Yes. And it is the, uh, since this is October, it is the official happy month of spoops. Um, and we know the fan favorite Bryce Bridgman will be coming back onto the show for our Halloween episode. Um, but we have one more episode, maybe two before then. And it will be my turn. Yeah, we didn't say. So Monsters, Inc. Is, was my pick. So so next week, it's it's your choice. All right. This is so, somewhat of a Halloween-ish vibe. It's not like we're not at Halloween yet, so it can't be a Halloween movie. But you got to get the October fall movie vibes going right now. Um, and we will play a clip right here. Yeah. Daddy, you're a crook. What? This is illegal. Yeah, keep drilling. Do you make money? Do you have a job? No, but don't people need good cars? Can't you sell good cars, Dad? Listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Our show art was done by Bryce Bridgman, and you can find him on Instagram at GroovyBridge. Go ahead and give him a follow. If you have any artwork that you need him to do, he will do it. And he's very talented, so hit him up. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at InsideQuotesCast. If you have any future episode suggestions from your childhood that you want us to cover, let us know that. And if you'd like to support the show in any way, there is a tea public store where we sell our shirts our hoodies our sweatshirts it's becoming sweater weather so might want to stock up on a crew neck or a hoodie or a long sleeve t-shirt or a sticker to keep you warm um <laughs> all of those are available on tea public and links down below and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, please be sure to leave us a review five star reviews and we'll get you a reservation to harry housens hey Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you enjoyed listening to us revisit our childhood just as much as we have. And if you did, make sure you hit subscribe or follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you don't miss out on a future episode. Until then, we'll see you next time on Inside Quotes. So long, and thanks for all the fish. Mike Wazowski. Just a punky little eyeball and a funky optic noise. Hey, I never told you this. Sometimes I get a little blue. Looks good on you. But I wouldn't have nothing if I didn't have you. Let's dance. <laughs> stretched yes i wouldn't be nothing if i didn't have you i know what you mean sully
because I wouldn't know where to go. Me too, because I wouldn't know what to do. Why you keep singing my part? I don't have to say it. I say it anyway. Because we both know it's true.